Hello and welcome back to another episode of uh, this uh, human nature series about how we judge and social engineering through Myers-Briggs. This episode is probably going to be the most important episode of all to understand because we're going to be talking about the mental wiring of the brain uh, in the form of cognitive functions. And if you're into Myers-Briggs, if you've learned about your personality or read up on your personality and the dichotomies, which is the letters um, I or E, S or N, T or F and J and P, um, there's, I have another episode that describes those dichotomies, but ultimately what we're aiming for within union analytical psychology, which is what this study is all about, is to understand how that relates, how those, um, how your personality type basically describes your preferred cognitive functions. So cognitive functions are basically the ways in which that you prefer to either learn information which is the perceiving functions or to make decisions which is the judging functions and we all have to use all of these we, we, we all have to use some ways of <laughs> perceiving information and some ways of making decisions and we all utilize all eight of these cognitive functions what makes the differences in our personality is actually just the positions of these functions since they exist on a hierarchy. But um, let's get straight into actions. Four of, of them you use consciously and four exist within your shadow. And uh, they, they describe the way that you prefer as well as the attitude of um, the, the different ways that you pr prefer to uh, learn information and make decisions. And since all of us have to do both, we will each have two functions that we use um, to make decisions and two functions that we use to, um, to perceive the world. And where they appear within your personality makes up your cognitive function stack. You can also listen to my episode on the roles of the cognitive functions to get more clarity on um, how the different positions of the functions affect your personality. But in this episode, I'm just going to go over the cognitive functions and um, basically just describe them a little bit so, so as to give you an idea of what they mean. So beginning with the perceiving functions, the ones that we use to gather new information, um, they are as follows. There's four of them, and um, the four ways that we take in new information are through extroverted sensing, SE, introverted sensing, SI, extroverted intuition, NE, and introverted intuition, NI. So if you hear the word extroverted, remember that it is So it is super important to remember with all these functions that 
they have specific attitudes so each function has got an attitude of either being introverted or extroverted so if a function is introverted it is internally focused it is focused on what is inside um, and it is what's going on inside with your head um, the world of your own feelings ideas concepts theories and memories and introverted functions will transcend time they can be about the past present or future and they usually take longer to develop whereas the extroverted functions are aimed at the outside world so they're looking outward and that means that these functions are what happens external to your mind and usually in the in the re, in real time in the present moment and looking outward looking outside so um just important note there but to get straight into it the perceiving functions the four ways of to perceive or to take in, in new information are either extroverted sensing or se or introverted sensing si extroverted intuition ne or introverted intuition ni so notice that the two ways of taking in information are either sensing or intuition and it is the attitudes that give us um, the extra extra functions or divide these functions up even more so extroverted sensing um, extroverted sensing is a function um, that is used by people who learn who prefer to learn information that is very concrete that is very um, it's taken in through the five senses so it's uh, it's things that they can touch taste smell hear and see and that is why extroverted sensing users that is how extroverted sensing users take in information in real time about the real world and since it's extroverted it is always in real time so usually somebody who's using extroverted sensing will be the first to notice uh, that there's a fire or to um it will be very adept and very physically um athletic and just good at paying attention to detailed real-time concrete um sensory experience then we have introverted sensing and introverted sensing is uh, more of a function of remembering what something felt like in sen- sensory as well in the sense of um it's still information that is has to do with the five senses but it it's more paying attention to the memory of it um in the person's mind rather than actually the live event so introverted sensing users will usually have very good memories and the memories will almost take them back to that time and um, they could almost sense that experience as if um, in a very um, visceral way so it's when you remember like the sound of, of a bird that you heard last week and it's attention to detail but it's not in real time it's a collection of knowledge of sensory knowledge that develops over time next we have extroverted intuition and this is a function or learning style that is looking at um, because it's intuition it's looking at abstract concepts and it is 
because it's extroverted it is aimed at it is very broad so it's aimed at the outside it is looking at several possibilities and possible futures and intuition is is obviously the perception the preference to perceive information that is unlike sensory it is rather um, more abstract connections and patterns and um, those kind of unseen um, different dynamics between people and events and um, like I said yes it's, it's aimed outwardly so it's usually um, very good at like rapid it, it comes very quickly and it can come in a lot of information at once so extroverted intuition users are usually very interested in many different things and um, are able to brainstorm so many ideas simultaneously in the moment whereas the last or the fourth um, perceiving function is introverted intuition and introverted intuition is um, is more of it's it's a difficult function to perceive it is usually it comes to people in the form of epiphanies it's not in the moment so it it, it just comes out of nowhere sometimes and it feels like these aha moments or epiphanies that just seem to come to people that of abstract concepts and since it's still intuition it is um, pattern recognition and it's over a longer period of time so introverted intuition users will like to project into the future will like to um, predict the future and um, learn insightful information and by observing patterns over a long long period of time to form those insights and wisdom Moving on now to the judging functions, which are the functions, that, the mental processes that you you probably prefer to use um, to make your decisions. And there are four basic ways that we make decisions, and that is through extroverted thinking (TE), extroverted feeling (FE), introverted thinking (TI), and introverted feeling (FI). So extroverted thinking is making decisions using um, using objective facts and using um, rationale, by, but also by looking at the external world. So it's very interested in what other people think, and it is uh, as it is looking at what is rational, what is logical, um, but using by collecting a lot of. Um, a lot of this kind of objective factual information from the outside world so extroverted thinkers are usually very effective uh, sorry effective since they are able to think quick in the moment um, by utilizing the system of logical um, rationale that they've formed uh, that they seem to and are able to to quickly make decisions because it's extroverted so it's looking outward and it's able to apply that kind of thinking to the situation in real time where um, next we have extroverted feeling so this is a feeling way of making decisions and it's all feeling functions are based more on value systems like what is what is valuable 
and it's focused on people more so than on things. So extroverted feeling is making decisions based on a value system, but one that is concerned with um, how everybody's feeling, making everybody feel good. It is harmonizing. It is um, looking outward and sort of empathizing and making decisions based on how we could all get along better and how we could all have our values validated. So these values are more global and cultural than they are personal. <clears throat> Introverted thinking is another way that um, you can make prefer to make decisions and this is based on a very internal sort of um, system of logic and um, logic and data that you have sort of systemized over time in your mind and it's very personal because it's introverted so the term think for yourself is definitely for introverted thinkers because they're able to create these systems of thought um, sorry these systems of logic that allow them to um, to analyze data and um, analyze, make decisions based on objective information that they've formed as principles over time. And lastly, we have introverted feeling, which is um, all about making decisions based on, once again, values, but this, these are more personal values. Since this is an introverted function and it's looking within, it's looking inside, this, these introverted feeling users will make decisions based more on their own individual values and their own individual concerns. And they are not as, they don't need to look out at the group as much. So unlike the extroverted feeling users who tend to be um, more prone to peer pressure, um, introverted feeling users are just more authentic to their own values and they're more aware of how they're feeling in the moment and, uh, and, and how they were feeling in the past and, and probably will be feeling in the future um, much more so than the extroverted feeling users because they empathize in the moment with with people and sometimes have difficulty distinguishing between their own feelings and other people's feelings. So those are the eight cognitive functions. It is important to understand the order of these functions. We, uh, our personalities exist, um, uh, these cognitive functions exist within a stack and um, basically we, we all you have and use eight functions but our ability uh, to use them and our preference to use them is different based on this hierarchy and this role, these different roles that they fall into. Um, I, like I said before, you can check out my episode on the, on the roles of cognitive functions to understand this better. But they are basically, you get your dominant function as your first function when you face that then you get your second parent auxiliary function which is your growth function your third tertiary function and your last inferior function and depending on which functions you use your combination of functions is what creates 
ようにお伝えしたい。I hope that describes what cognitive functions are and gives you a brief description of each of these functions.、Um, I will be, of course, doing separate episodes about the functions because there's so much to say about them and、um, how they show up depending on what position they're in. But、um, the cognitive functions are the most interesting part of understanding your personality, and、uh, once you Know your cognitive functions back, you can recognize how you develop, where you're meant to develop,、um, where your strengths lie, and your weaknesses, and、um, take your personal growth to a whole new level. So, I hope you enjoyed this and found it informative.、Um, and I will check you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. And for more information, you can visit mbti.co.za. Thank you.